your tops, I run dual tops. Um, in my old YJ, you know, it's it's noisier than hell. You can't hear anything with the soft top on. I've got a hard top. I got rid of the soft top. I run a bikini top in the summer, and that's it. I'll get rained on. It doesn't matter. Well, hi ho This is the Jeep Talk Show Roundtable episode sponsored by Colby Valve. Colby tire valves are patented and are hands down the most convenient, one of the strongest and easiest to install replacement vehicle tire valves on the planet. Just go to ColbyValve.com, C-O-L-B-Y, Valve.com. Hey, I'm Tony, and I want to welcome all of you new and old listeners. I'm your host, and I'm excited to have you here for this special gathering of passionate Jeep enthusiasts. We also call them Zoom people, or or Knights of the Zoom Roundtable. (laughs) On tonight's episode, uh, we're going to be asking the following questions. Uh, Is your current or prior relationship... Uh, and, and it really could be any relationship that you've had. Can you tie that directly to you owning a Jeep? And, of course, we'll need to know if it was modified and uh, exactly how, how it all happened. And, uh, you know, any dirt that you may have on the on, – on the, uh, or I guess it's not dirt. I guess something interesting to say about the relationship. So, also, too, uh, tires, uh, skinny or wide, which ones do you have and uh, why? Suspension lift, would you buy a kit or piece it together yourself, you know, knowing what you know now, uh, because uh, I think we all learn a little something when we buy a kit. Uh, and if we if we have time to get to it, uh, do you have a soft top or a hard top? Now, if you're an XJ owner, uh, you only get a, a soft top if you uh, get the saws all out. And I guess that goes for the uh, the new Renegades as well, maybe some of the other new Jeeps. But uh, Wrangler owners and uh, uh, Jeep Gladiator owners, uh, soft or hard top. Are you ready? It's time for the Jeep Talk Show with hosts Tony, Josh, Wendy, and Chuck. All right, so have you heard about our Patreon? Yes, I know it ad nauseum. Uh, Patreon is a way you can subscribe to the show. You can get ad-free content, early access to episodes, and a Jeep Talk Show sticker. Oh, and there's discount codes, too, that will save you money. As little as $5 gets you started supporting the show you love, the Jeep Talk Show. All right, to ensure everyone is on the same page, please introduce yourself with your first name and location the first time you speak. And now to my favorite part, hello, Zoom people. Hello. Hello. (laughs) Did somebody say diggity? (laughs) All right, so how's everybody going? Now, I will tell you that we have a a couple of uh, Jeep Talk Show uh, team members that are out in uh, Sedona. I think that's right. Sedona, Arizona that have joined us here tonight. I really didn't expect Bill or John to to be here with us. Well, we're uh, we're hanging out for a while. As long as we have service, we're... We don't have the greatest service up here, so but having fun wheeling. So, John, uh, did you take the family with you, or are you by yourself? I got my uh, daughter Hannah with me. All right. So, if your wife calls, you should I forward the 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 request to to you? <laughs> yeah. Tell her to tell her to ring up the kiddo. She'll probably answer the phone. I'll just tell her to, to get on the Zoom meeting, and she can talk to you that uh, there on the Zoom meeting. <laughs> there, you, there you go. <laughs> inside baseball that you guys uh, if you're regular listeners you uh, you get that joke all right so now this one was the one we had for last week but never did uh, get to uh and uh, i don't know it may be a, a loser of a question but i'm going to try it anyway because i think there's some potential here is your current or prior relationship directly tied to you owning a jeep in other words did you get in a relationship with somebody and i'm thinking romantic relationship uh because you had a jeep can you tie it directly to having a jeep and, and you know was it modified at the time so on and so forth 
This is Roger from Wisconsin. I can say that my current relationship has caused me to own two Jeeps. That's true. And unfortunately, two times the cost of one is sucks. <laughs> well, but you're you're happy to have uh, a second Jeep that you can uh, modify, and uh, your wife uh, goes wheeling with you. At least she did at the Easter Jeep Safari in, in 2023. I uh, remembered seeing the the green Jeep out there. No, it's 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 better better to have two. Let her wheel her own. Absolutely. So has anybody had a relationship because of your Jeep? Maybe a, a fellow Jeeper? Not necessarily a fellow, but it could have been. Does the back of an XJ that drive in movie theater count? Uh, do you put the seat down ahead of time, or do you have to mess with it when you're at the theater, at the drive-in? <laughs> Was it prearranged? <laughs> Just backed it in and put the, uh, hold the rear seat down. <laughs> oh, I should, and I should ask: Is it okay to tip a hooker? I've never understood that one, Steve. What uh, do, you, do you do? You actually tip a hooker? Uh, I don't know. I'm not a truck driver. <laughs> Roger. <to> tip. <laughs> <laughs> so nobody has any relationships that are you could directly tie to owning a Jeep. I mean, my wife. This is Steve from Chicago again. Yeah, when I first started to see my now wife, uh, she would go on Jeep excursions with me. You know, she had a lot of fun doing it. And, doesn't go anymore for some reason, but I think we did wheeling at Sedona. We did a trip out there where John and Bill are actually rented a Jeep. We had a great time out there, and we wheeled in Alaska on our honeymoon, rented a Jeep up there. So it's it's been fun. Very cool. I guess we need Bob in here, you Bob, because, you know, Bob always has great stories like this. Word it's not good enough. <laughs> Doesn't sound like we have good enough story for this one. Yeah, that's yeah. what I said. It could be a loser, a loser of a question, but you know, sometimes you, you don't know until you ask. Better, I would, the better question would be how many of us got our relationships from our Jeep? In other words, it was our Jeep that brought the relationship together. Well, maybe that, maybe I asked it poorly. That's that's exactly what I was asking. Maybe I asked it poorly. It's like, uh, you know, you had a Jeep, and that was the thing that brought that... Uh, that relationship into uh, fruition. It was like that was a, uh, a pivotal point. Maybe it was something that uh, directed the individual towards you to maybe something that uh, she talked to you about it or you were leaning up against it and she came over and talked to you and started talking about the Jeep and, and then it just worked out into a, a relationship. It doesn't have to be a marriage or anything. It's just a, a romantic uh, relationship. Why are you keying my Jeep? <laughs> <laughs> Can anybody hear me? <laughs> so this is Greg, uh, unofficial use only from Michigan, and I can tie me owning Jeeps directly to my wife because I was in the construction trade and I was building a big dump truck and my wife told me I needed a daily driver that got better gas mileage, so we bought a 98 TJ, and that was the first Jeep that I ever owned. So your gas mileage must have really been sucking. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, well, at the time, I think I was getting three miles to the gallon. Oh, you doubled it. You doubled it to get to go into the TJ. <laughs> no, it went, I, I went almost to, I think it was like 18 in the TJ. Mm -hmm. And then I put a roof rack on it, and it went down to 12. Oh, my goodness. So I... I took the roof rack back off, and then it was all downhill from there. Well, that improves uh, gas mileage when it's all downhill. Yeah. 
Well, very interesting. Yeah, I uh, I just, uh, I mean, I don't know. Maybe uh, everybody's too old to remember. Uh, but uh, certainly my uh, my relationship, I never had a relationship that was tied to a uh, to owning a Jeep. Both my wife and I uh, have always wanted a Jeep, and uh, neither of us got one until uh, uh, until we were married uh, to each other. So uh, I can't uh, I can't uh, speak to that uh, question myself. All right, anybody else got something where you uh, you can directly tie a, a romantic relationship to owning a Jeep? And I don't mean with the Jeep itself. I mean with like a significant other. Oh, somebody. Oh, that's true. That's true. Well, you got a Rubicon, so you're uh, you're in the lead there, I think. All right, well, let's jump over to the next question. Uh, tires, skinny or wide? And uh, if you if you if you know if you had a, have an opinion, why? Why do you go with skinny or why do you go with wide? Yeah, this is Chris from Detroit, and uh, I go skinny, like my women. <laughs> God, I hope your wife's not uh, heavy. <laughs> <laughs> Rick, Rick from Arkansas, I go wide, like my women. <laughs> it's related to the other first question <laughs> so why skinny chris uh the tires uh, pri- primarily on my my jk uh, i wanted a lift i got a little budget boost i found a specific toyo tire that gave me a true 33 without having to run a wheel spacer wheels were not in the budget and working in as an automotive tech over the years, tire stores, I've seen what wheel spacers, bad bad results from wheel spacers, what wheel spacers can do even some funky offset wheels, but really just came down to cost. And, and, you know, my poor man's theory is I'll cut through to the more solid layer of underneath the mud or the terrain and, and cut through it as opposed to floating above it. But that's, again, my, my poor man's uh, explanation for it. Uh, but uh, also... An experience I had a, a YJ, a 90 YJ back in the day, and then I wanted to go big tire. I wound up with a 78 Ram Charger. It was on 35s and uh, nice big wide tires. And uh, I spun that out in the snow and tagged a car and destroyed someone else's car. And I, I attribute uh, in large part, besides my poor driving and poor decisions in the snow, just having that wider tire. It's like, wow, that just whipped me around. And I mean, learning lessons. So, that's that's why I say skinny, but uh, if I'm to be be frank, it's because I didn't have the money for wheels. Right. So when you say the skinny tires cuts down uh, to the uh, the harder surface, were you primarily just thinking about uh, snow, or because whenever you said that, I was thinking mud, but uh, I'm thinking you're thinking that you're talking about snow now. Snow. I mean, with most of my driving uh, is in the snow in, in Michigan, Detroit, uh, but also in, in the mud. I uh, mean. You know, I've been out with Larry and a few of the others uh, on the call, and I, I don't think there's been anywhere that's, that's hung me up, uh, you know, where I, where a wider tire, uh, you know, got through. So, so far, so good for me. Uh, I just, I just like the skinnier look, and you know, worked for years. Wide tires are somewhat of a fashion statement, for lack of a better term, and, and that's okay too. And, and when you do get in the mud, my Jeep is a little bit cleaner, at least on the sides, maybe not underneath, than some of the other folks that got the wider tires hanging out, even a little bit outside the flare. Right. Rick, how about you? Why uh, Why wide tires? Um, 
I don't know that mine are necessarily. I guess they are kind of wide. I, when I got mine, I went ahead and bought the, the, the rims that has, has a little bit of an offset so that I wouldn't get into the things. And I put the, uh, I put the flat fenders on there so I didn't have to rate, I didn't have to go very high. Just wanted to, you know, have clearance and make sure everything would move around in there. But, uh, I think, uh, I guess in my mind, most of the stuff that I do around here, uh, not a lot of mud. I try to try to stay out of the mud. Have a problem avoiding water, but other, <laughs> but uh, a lot of a lot of rock and gravel and stuff like that. And uh, uh, I guess I just figured that on on that type of terrain, the, the little bit water tire would probably give me a little more grip, mm-hmm. a little more uh, flotation, so to speak, rising above it, like what Chris was talking about. All right, anybody else got a, uh, an opinion on wide or skinny? Do you have a, a wide tire and wish you had a skinny uh, or vice versa? I should probably go ahead and add, too. I, I just like the way it looks on, on my on my particular Jeep, the way the way it sits. I just like the way those tires look on there. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it definitely the has a more, uh, a more off-road look to it, so to speak. Yes, Steve from Chicago. Again. I'm running 35, 12 and a half, and I love them. I mean... We hit the mud. It's good to have that extra width, just to help help give you some more traction through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would think traction would be a would be a, a key factor there. But you know, I I think back on it, you know, from military days, most most of those vehicles have the the pizza cutter type wheels on them, as opposed to big fat wheels. So there's got to be some science somewhere about that. Mm-hmm. Well, they're also a lot lighter too. The original, um, you know, flat fenders were. God, thirty five hundred pounds, maybe. Wouldn't that right, spec on them? Right, but even like the deuce and halves, and you know the, you know the the military trucks and stuff, they would have more pizza cutter type type tires on them than than the wide tires. Yeah, um, that's that's exactly why I made the comment about it. Fashion state, no offense, Steve. We've hung out. Uh, we've been <laughs> off road, but uh, uh, I mean, it is. It is a trend, really. I mean, pizza cutter. I mean, that's that's a great. That's I've, I've used that many times. I mean, it's it's a pizza cutter, and even if you look at the the old Land Rovers, uh, the Camel Trophies, those trucks that went through, I think we'd all agree, some pretty tough terrain. They didn't have the big wide tires on. Uh, you know, they were the 33 ish, maybe a little more in height. Uh, but uh, didn't didn't go very much very much wider. Well, how much was that? Because the technology wasn't there at the time either. Uh, the technology's been there. I mean, the the, the offerings. So again, back to the fashion statement, the offerings by the manufacturer weren't there as much. But the technology was there. Like I said, my seven eight Ram Charger. I think I had eight inch wide wheels and steely wheels from from Chrysler. Uh, just again, it's just it's a, it's more quite candidly in my believe my opinion more a look than a function no again no offense to anybody more a look than a function well also too i was i would think that uh, the weight of the vehicle the military vehicle uh, is a is a key factor and i would think that it would be easier to pull uh, a jeep or any vehicle with skinny tires out of whatever muck it was stuck in if it was skinny tires as opposed to wide tires but then again i guess it really just depends on on what you're stuck in and how far down you're in it this is Larry from St. Louis. I guess for me, I, I run the, the 12 and a half inch tires also, but I almost think they're in the middle because you can always run 15 
1550s, right? So that's what I think. If you talk about wide tire, you got to jump up to that next to that next width, and all the added abuse it puts on the front end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I find it interesting that uh, you can get uh, Wranglers. Uh, with the 35-inch tires. Does anybody happen to know what the width on those 35s are that uh, that come from the factory? Uh, what is it, the Extreme Package or something like that that you can oh, get the on the... Recon Package? I think they're called the Apps. That's what I would think, yeah. Because they have to put the uh, the Fender Flare extensions on them. The, I'm kind of surprised. I mean, I, I've never had uh, 35s. Uh, I mean, I had 37s at one point many, many years ago, but no, nothing uh, above 35s on a Jeep. So, uh, and it makes sense when I think about it, the 33 by 12 and a halfs uh, look a lot wider than the 35s uh, by 12 and a half. And it's simply because one tire is taller than the other. So, uh, I guess skinny is all relative. Yeah, when you see that up next to a set of the 1550s, and it just dwarfs them, yeah. right? Because you get you all that extra pressure, at least the way I look at it, you get all that extra weight on your hubs and everything else. I think that the uh, twelve and a half, you can you can get a pretty good size contact patch on that. It seems to be a good r- r- round number. Uh, Chris, do you know what size, what width your tires are? Oh, I'm running the tire. It's a two fifty five AB seventeen, so it's a metric. So it's it's a stock width, I would assume. It's probably it's probably a ten and a half or a something. Jake. Yeah. It will. Yeah, so not yeah. A, not a huge, probably not a huge di- difference guess. in width. Yeah, not a huge difference in width, but enough that you can notice it at least whenever you're comparing it to, uh, the, to the other tires you see out there. And I think a lot of the wide tires are, are like somebody has said, is a like a fashion statement. Uh, it just uh, it it just looks more off roady uh, to me, and and it probably just goes right back to the the mud boggers and uh, uh, certainly uh, the 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 huge monster trucks like Bigfoot. Um, the, the, the wide tires always look better than those really tall skinny tires that they put on there. So, uh, I just think it looks more, it's just uh, more of what the, the public is used to seeing. Well, you never know when you got to climb a curb. That's right. Um, <laughs> I mean, if you're, uh, if you're at the mall and you don't want to get out of your Jeep and you need to drive up inside to get your, uh, to get your Starbucks, you know, you, uh, you need to get over those curves and everything else. Or, Short people. Or you go on, you go into Alta. You gotta lock it up. Is it Alta or Ultra? Ultra? Alta? Alta? I, I, I think it. I think it's Alta. Alta. Yeah. Alta. You go. You Alta. Yeah. My uh, my daughter just goes nuts. She used to have deliveries from that place almost every day. <laughs> it used to piss me off. And back when I was buying stuff and having it shipped to the house. All right, so this is something that somebody asked me the other day online, and uh, I thought it was a it was a good question. I had uh, formed an opinion on this uh, some years back, but hadn't thought about it until recently, until that question was asked. So if you were going to put a suspension lift on your Jeep, maybe you already have, uh, and if you have, it, you probably have more experience for answering this question. Uh, suspension lift, should you buy a kit, or would you advise somebody to buy a suspension lift kit or advise them to piece it together. You know, get the coils from one place, leaf springs if that's applicable, um, extended brake lines, uh, adjustable control arms, yada, yada, yada. What, what do you think? Kit or uh, piecemeal it? Oh, I've got opinions. Great, great, great. You know what they say about opinions. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> um, 10 to 15 years ago, I would have said you'd have been better off piecemealing a kit together. 
by getting you know the best springs of the time and the best shocks of the time from different companies um in today's society the companies out there like aev and terraflex and rock crawler they've put so much time and effort and development into their kits that i would say in today's world buy a complete kit from a reputable company like one of the ones i just named don't try and cheap out and get and i'm not going to badmouth uh two dozen companies out there but don't get don't try and save a dollar and buy uh, a rusty's or a rough country right go to terraflex aev rock crawler one of the big name companies that you see everywhere they've figured it out they do really quality stuff so if it's your first kit step up get something good and enjoy it and then if you want to modify and you want to change some steering components later you want to you know go to a better aftermarket shock later but the engineering that goes into today's suspension systems is so much more advanced than what we would have found 15 and 20 years ago so if you're just starting out get a kit from a good name company that's my opinion let me ask you this. Um, how many coil manufacturers are there out there? I, I remember, and this was probably 10 or 15 years ago when I heard this, so it could have changed, that there were a very limited number of coil manufacturers. So do, there, you, do you buy one for $2,300 or do you get one for $400? Well, there's a very limited number of companies that actually make coils. Um, however, the suspension companies they have certain recipes for their coils. So if you get a crappy suspension and then you mismatch it, let's say you put a really good shock on, let's uh, a triple rate rock crawler spring. So you do a triple rate rock crawler spring and then you buy the cheapest shocks you can because you're out of money. So you buy you know the cheap one that you can get online. The shock might not be able to control the spring. Right. Because, because the, the good companies, the high-end companies, um, you know, BDS, JKS, AEV, Rockcrawler, Terraflex, they, they go as far today, in today's suspension engineering, they go as far as frequency tuning. So they frequency tune their shocks to their springs. So you don't get problems like axle tramp. And, you know, you limit the, the amount of death wobble cases that happen because of not having the right spring and shock, you know, tuned in, which then sets off your weak ass steering. Um, so, there, yes, you're 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 very correct with your spring comment. There are not very many companies that actually manufacture proper coil springs. However, the companies out there, like at least the three big ones that I know of, AEV, Rockcrawler, Terraflex, they have a proprietary design for their spring so it's not like rusty's off-road can buy a rock crawler spring from the spring manufacturer the only way you're going to get it is to get it from the base manufacturer and if you mix a rock crawler spring with a terraflex shock you may or may not get a good result um and i know that the falcon shocks are phenomenal but you know what i'm saying is you might get a bad result if you mix and match parts in today's world versus 10 and 15 years ago where it was the right thing to do. Interesting. Yeah, because I was, I kind of learned from the XJ, which was uh, 15 or 20 years ago, 
that you know, I got the kit and it was like, well, these shocks are crap. These, uh, this part is crap. I have to add this. I got to change these. Uh, and it was, uh, I had to replace, uh, leaf springs, yada, yada, yada. And I'm thinking I would have been better off, uh, going to various places and getting the, you have to do a little research, obviously. I don't know anything about, uh, frequency tuning, uh, shocks to coils though. That would be a little difficult. I never have been really keen on spending uh, three grand for a suspension lift because I just don't think it's uh, it's necessary. I mean, unless you're uh, you know uh, doing King of the Hammers or something, and I know I'm exaggerating there, but it's just it's hard for me to justify spending that much money for a suspension lift. So, anybody else? What do you think? Suspension lift or? Sorry, I was muted. Um, oh, that's fine. Your th- your three grand for suspension to do King of the Hammers wouldn't cut it. Most of the guys that do King of the Hammers, yeah, one shock costs way more than three grand. So, like, um, just trying to think, Gerald Lee, he, uh, his old buggy, he had news, all new springs and shocks done and their coilovers. And I want to say this was three or four years ago, and he had, like, 60,000 just in his springs and shocks. So, you know... The King of the Hammers reference doesn't work so well, and I'm not trying to pick on you, Tony. I'm just trying to give you the real scope of things. Mm-hmm. Um, a $3,000 suspension today would have been a $1,000 suspension six years ago. Yeah, that's true. Um, you know, because let's go, Brandon. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't go uh, say Sorry, it. wrong comment. <laughs> Be- because inflation, you know, is killing us. So, right. so yeah, a, a good quality suspension, you know, like, I know the AEB one used to be well. Most of them were, you know, somewhere between fifteen hundred and two grand for a quality one. I don't know what they cost today, you know, without googling it. But you don't need a long, especially on a JK or a JL or a JT. There's no reason for a long arm. Um, your suspension is already technically a mid arm, so the control arms are so much longer than what a TJ used or an XJ used when mm-hmm. long arms were necessary. In today's world, they're not really necessary unless you're running 42-inch tires or bigger. And that kind of harkens back to the, the comments about uh, tire size. You can do 95% of all the trails in the continental U.S. on a 37-inch tire. So putting 42s on, there's, there's no real need for it. It just looks cool. Right. All right. I'm going to do some more welding. I'll shut up now. Uh, let me ask you one more question. What should you notice? What would you notice between a good suspension and a bad, uh, yeah, a bad dis- suspension? Uh, what, what would, um, as a as a, as the end user going just taking it off road? Maybe not, definitely not king of the hammers, but you know what I'm saying. What would you notice? What What do you get for your money? Um, well, first and foremost, you get ride quality. Um, so, it, like it again, and I'll I'll use the big ones again. If you do JKS or um, AEV or Rock Quarreler or Terraflex, going to get exceptional ride quality, both on and off-road. Um, and this is, you know, not even just entry-level wheeling. You can do some pretty hardcore stuff with those suspension systems. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can do 98% of Moab with an AEV suspension, you know, like a three-and-a-half-inch. Um, and same with Terraflex or Zone, or, or not Zone, but uh, JKS or... They're, but you're going to get really good ride quality. And you got to realize that most of these Jeeps and most new Jeepers are buying JKs and JLs. So they're modern. 
and they're going to drive it probably 95% of the time on the street. Right. So they're going to use it to commute back and forth to work. They're going to use it to go to, you know, the store. And then ever, you know, if, if they're really into off-roading once a month, twice a month, they're going to go spend a weekend off-roading. You know? um, so the ride quality on the road and off-road is a big thing. If you're driving the thing 95% of the time on the road, you want something that's safe and comfortable and rides good. Um, and all of those big name companies give you that. And they all also give you more ability off-road by giving you a little bit more travel, you know, more travel than the factory vehicle had, as well as the ability to put larger tires so that you can off-road more. And, you know, if you're running a 35 or a 37 inch tire as an entry level guy, or even as an expert, um, you play with your tire pressure a little bit and you go out there and you enjoy yourself. Um, and then you drive the rig home. And that's one of the beauties of the modern rigs. Um, you can use them 95 to 100% of the time, both on and off road. Um, so that's what you get when, when you're spending a little bit more, you know, but, and a lot of the times it's not really a little bit more. Um, sorry, I'm going to go down this rabbit hole. That's fine. If, if you spend, let's say $2,500, and, and I don't know the exact cost, and I'll just use AEV as a base um, because I'm very familiar with their suspensions. Um, if you spend $2,500 to have an AEV kit installed, you get frequency-tuned springs and shocks, you get geometry correction brackets, you get a high-steer kit, you get everything to fix the factory geometry and allow you to run a 35, 37-inch tire, um, and on a JL, maybe even a little bit larger tire. But it rides and handles exceptionally, both on and off-road. Um, so, and it comes with everything. It comes with the bump stops. It comes with the sway bar end links. It comes with the springs and the shocks and the geo, geo brackets and every part you possibly need. Even companies like AEV, they'll even, they even give you a Procal, which allows you to adjust your computer for your tire size so that the computer knows where it's at, the transmission shifts where it's supposed to. So it's basically a one-stop shop. You get everything that you need suspension-wise. Now, once you want to start beefing up steering and other parts, that's, that's a la carte, that's extra. But if you cheap out and you buy a, a rough country something, um, because it's $700, well, they're going to sell, they sell you literally the bare minimum. You get maybe, a, maybe your springs, maybe shocks or just shock extensions, but you won't get any of the geometry correction. You won't get any of the sway bar endlings. You won't get any of the brake lines. You won't get any of that stuff. So you're going to spend $700. You get a third of the suspension that you need. And then you're back online once you're doing your installation and you're buying shock relocation brackets and you're buying geometry correction brackets and you're buying high steer components. And you end up spending more money and wasting a massive amount of time by doing the cheap suspension. And then the next worst part is six months to a year down the road when you get in your friend's jeep and you go why does this thing ride so good and then they explain oh well i bought a rock crawler suspension now that first amount of money that you invested you start throwing it away so that you can buy the right stuff you know so it's buying the cheap stuff is just burning money and, and i hate to say it though and you don't need to go out and buy the nine thousand and the twelve thousand and the twenty thousand dollar rock crawler suspension 
you can start off with the entry level stuff, you know, which maintains the short arm and everything else. You don't have to do the long arm and still get extreme ride quality. Um, so there's kind of bounces both ways, but usually when you go cheap, it costs you more money in the long run because you have to fix and repair and buy other stuff that didn't come with the kit. Where if you just buy a, a JKS or an AEV or a rock crawler or a Terraflex, you get everything you need the first order. Mm-hmm. And that that's kind of a big thing too. And the keen thing that you're saying here is that uh, it, you not only will you notice a difference off-road, you'll notice a difference on-road. And like you know, like you mentioned, the, the majority of the driving of the vehicle is probably going to be on-road. So it's a, yeah, a there's, better investment. There's, um, there's a video that was filmed a long time ago which really exemplifies it. And I'm trying to remember the magazine that did the video. But if the listeners go to YouTube and they type in like AEV Hemi Race, there's a video, um, and his name's Scott, the, the, the guy who wrote the article, uh, and it was in the video, and I don't remember his last name, but um, I think it was Overland Magazine. But either way, there's a video of a Jeep on 30, I think it was 37-inch tires, or 35-inch tires. So it was a three-and-a-half-inch short-arm lift, and they actually take it on a road racing course, and they put a professional driver behind the wheel. And that vehicle, compared to a stock one, um, the G-forces that could pull in a corner, mind you, we're on 35-inch mud terrains, the G-forces it would pull in a corner are the same as a Porsche Cayenne. <laughs> um, and if you watch the video, they never post the speed or how fast it's going. But if you watch it, they're almost always above 100 miles an hour in that video. Um, they just never publicized how fast it was really going. And it is a close track. But that was, you know, early 2010. So 2000, between 2010 and like 2014, AEV was kind of, you know, they, they made a phenomenal, simple suspension. And then a lot of other companies started following suit and, and really throwing a lot of engineering into it. Um, AEV was one of the first that dumped a massive amount of en- uh, engineering right. into a suspension. And a lot of people followed suit. Like, even back then in 2007, 2008, you know, we used to call TerraFlex terrible flex. It was, a, it was an insider joke, even at Jeep. Um, and today, they're right up there. There's some of the best ones out there. And same with Rock Crawler. In the, in the early days of Rock Crawler, they were doing hardcore stuff and they had a phenomenal warranty. But man, you had to do the, you had to do just that. You had to buy parts from other companies and, and piece it together to make something really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, where today, the kings of Jeep suspension would be those guys, you know, Rock Crawler and AV and Terraflex um, and uh, JKS. They're, they just keep every year, they get better and better and they put more engineering into it. And they don't really raise the price. Um, other than inflation, right? But the quality just keeps getting better and better and better every year. So don't you buy a fifty or sixty thousand dollar Jeep? Don't put a seven hundred dollars suspension on it. You're just kicking yourself in the dick. I say if you can I, do I, it. I agree with Greg. A uh, good friend of mine has a two door JL that he put a. I think it was rock crawler. It's got the variable rate springs. His two-door ride smoother than my four-door JK. On road. 
Very cool. Well, uh, hopefully the uh, the listener that reached out to me uh, just heard that answer. Uh, Greg has a lot of uh, background information, and uh, uh, the the thing I learned with the XJ was I was wasting my money uh, with the kit, and I wound up replacing a lot of stuff uh, on the uh, that I'd gotten the kit. So uh, that's kind of the where I was going uh, with that, and also too, it's it's not just a simple answer of just getting it from multiple sources. You do have to do your um, research to make sure you're getting something that is uh, better than what you got in the kit or uh, if you're not buying kit uh, buying from the right sources um i did never consider anything being matched uh that frequency tuning thing is uh, is pretty far out all right anybody else suspension lift or buy a kit uh piece it together yourself this is kevin from dfw i pieced mine together but my jeep is not an on-road jeep so you know it's a little different setup but I think like the short version of what Greg was saying was you're paying for the engineering and the research to make it all great in one of those kits where you're spending a little more money. How is your Jeep handling it with uh, the piece together uh, suspension? It does fine. Like, but like I said, I don't really drive mine on the road. Mine is maybe a mile or two to the grocery store. Mine is a trailer queen that goes to a trail or a park and that's it. Mm-hmm. And there's, uh, I'm sure there's things that you'd like to improve for the off-road capabilities. Is there something that you want to change on the suspension? I, I would like to go to a long arm, but I'm in a TJ, so much more different, as Greg said earlier. Yeah, the, the TJ arms are really short, just like the XJ. Wait, that's Cody. Who's your Cody? <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on to our fourth question. Uh, let's uh, let's. Uh, I'll just ask: Is it uh, what should you prefer, a soft top or hard top, and why? Steve from Chicago. I bought my nineteen Rubicon, came with the soft top, and did not have the hard top. And I figured, you know what? That's something I'm going to invest in and, and get. I uh, went through my first winter in Chicago. I had no qualms with that soft top. I mean, we hit minus you know fourteen without wind chill. And and I don't know if it's because you know it's the best top with the twill it's, it's heavy but it didn't take a lot for that Jeep to warm up and I was perfectly comfortable with it. And you were able to stay warm with the soft top. Yeah, yeah. Now, granted, I, I had the cold weather package with the heated seats and heated steering wheel, but I never felt that the top was was compromising my the comfort of the the Jeep. It's noisy, no. obviously. Mm-hmm. I've heard that yeah, twills are plating. I've got a. Uh, I've got opinions on this one too, just for fun. Um, <laughs> a lot of people don't realize it, but the factory soft top. So the one that comes from your vehicle from the factory or even like a best top, they're insulated. So those tops, it's not just single fabric like it was with a TJ or a YJ. The JK and even the newer stuff and the JL stuff, it's actually multiple layers. So you'll have the twill or, you know, whatever the brand is on the outside. But then there's a layer of insulation and another layer of fabric and then another layer of fabric um, where your hardtop has zero insulation. So if you're, if you're into air and fluid dynamics, um, the soft top actually heats and cools the vehicle better than the hardtop does because the soft top is insulated and the hardtop is not. The difference is anybody can open your soft top and steal your shit where a hard top right. people are limited. That's that's the biggest difference. A, a soft top, just like Steve said, um, it's actually going to heat and cool your vehicle better than a hard top. 
The only time I like the hardtop better is when you're on a long trip in the wind factor. The noise factor and the wind factor, it's, it's, the hardtop is quieter. Yes, I will agree with that. Now, the one thing that, that's annoying is shit. So I got the Rubicon with the uh, the soft top. It didn't have the hardtop option. So if I were to buy a hardtop, the the uh, the wiring for the rear wiper, the defroster, and the water line for the rear wiper are not there. Right. Had that pretty simply. I already I had to add that to mine because mine came with a soft top, and I bought a hard top. Right away. But you also have to add the controller on the stick because yeah. that's not there either. It's just it's just uh, uh, pulling out the stick. You got to take the column apart and pull the stick out and replace it with a different one. Oh, I know that, but it's just something people need to be aware of. It's not just simple. Oh, you go buy the hard top and add it. Right. It's easier if you're going to go the other direction. You buy the hard top option then buy the soft top later in my opinion but if you had the soft top to start with you never had those options anyway so what would be the difference is going with a hard top without the options to well if i'm gonna buy the hard top david i want the, the defroster in the winter yeah <laughs> well so, and and that's another good one for people who like to penny pinch because tops are a great way to penny pinch buy when you go to the dealership and you buy your new jeep get the hard top and then start looking on marketplace and ebay because there's thousands of people who just check every box and they get the dual top. And when they get home, they take that soft top out and then they just sell it. And right. you can buy those soft tops for, you can buy the $3,000 soft top for 500 bucks when you buy them on eBay. I got yes. lucky. I bought, I bought my hard top brand. It was brand new on a pallet, never used for 1700 bucks from a lady up by Traverse, Traverse City, Michigan. Yeah, so we run both. We run both. So I got, I did pretty much what Greg just said. I I had a hard top, and I did some horse trading for the soft top. And in the in the winter time, I run the hard top only because in St. Louis, if we do get a heavy snow, all that sitting on top of the soft top, I feel better with the hard top on there. And then I switch them out come summertime. Yeah, but I think the good compromise there is if you could get the Sunrider. With the hard top, that's like the best of both worlds. Absolutely. So the hard, like JK hard tops up here in the DFW area are twelve hundred bucks all day long on the used market. I was so just I and then I said I said seventeen. I meant to say twelve. Yeah, I mean they're not bad, and they're everywhere. But, but of course, you're also down in Dallas, where people think of a hard top as for winter. I mean, even though like. Up insulates just fine. Up here, a hard top is a lot more. Rick, Rick from Arkansas. I, I got a TJ. Uh, mine, mine came with a. It was, it was almost a brand new. Looked like a brand new uh, best top, uh, soft top on it. And uh, I, I ran it for the first uh, six months I had, and and through the winter, and, uh, and and it did pretty good. You know, the only thing with for me was just it was just so noisy. And then uh, I came across a uh, a hard top on uh, Craigslist. Lady, lady, basically an older lady, and uh, she was uh, having trouble, you know, putting the top on and taking it off. And she wanted a soft top, so her and I got to talking. We worked out a deal, and I just made it. I just made it even swap, and uh, I even went up and installed the hard, the soft top for. That was part of the deal, but. Uh, I, I, I mean, because during the summer, I take the top off, and I run, I run all summer with the top off. So, for me, it just, it just made more sense to have it for the winter. And then, um, 
you know, highway travel and all that, it just, it, it's a lot quieter. And I, and I bought the uh, boom mat and put the boom mat on the top. So it, you know, took care of all the noise and, and it also insulates during the summer or when it's hot. Yeah, it kind of yeah, sounds like the best the, uh, the best way to go would be uh, to get a hard top. I mean, I know it's, I know it's a little more expensive, but uh, that that does seem like the best way to go, and then just get a soft top as a backup. Yeah, the reason I got the soft top, I did, didn't go that route. Was number one, I didn't know at the time. You know, number two, I found my I found my unicorn. I found my my ocean blue with my tan interior, and that's what I wanted. Mm -hmm. I just figured the hell with it. The top wasn't the biggest factor in, in buying the Jeep at that point. Right. Well, it's a lot easier to get a, a hard top for a Jeep than it is to like get a uh, a vinyl top on a uh, Dodge uh, cha cha uh, Charger or something, '67 Charger. So it's uh, yeah. it's really easy to mix a match with a Jeep. It just it, it's just money. Yeah. But to this day, I you know I've had the Jeep three years now. I still haven't gotten the hard hard top. I just I'm perfectly fine with the soft top in the winter now. When I drive to EJS next March, right to join the Jeep Talk Show. Uh, I'm gonna expect to have a lot of road noise. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but uh, uh, that's why I think the 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 those um, um, David Clark headsets and uh, the internal uh, audio system, so that you can talk to people. <laughs> it's not it's not that bad in a, in a soft top with no top. It's extremely noisy. So well, it'd be honest with you, that soft top the the UConnect system, I can talk perfectly fine through the through the microphone on the highway speeds with the top and top on and the doors on in the winter it's no issue at all it's not it is noisy but not to the point where you can't use the system well that's funny because people have a hard time hearing me and that, that that i have hard top on the on the gladiator so uh that's uh, that's funny uh they they definitely have a hard time uh, listening to me uh with the i guess it's the tires and the uh all the every stuff all the modifications i've made um the night I mean, it's a heck of a lot better on the on the JK than it was on the TJs. The TJs were noisy. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, the, the tops themselves have gotten quieter, the soft tops. And, you know, from even your, Tony, your JT to the newer JT, I believe, I believe I could be wrong that they installed another microphone for people's communications. Um, and then in the new, the 24 JLU, and I believe the new JT, have another additional microphone for communication but your tops i run dual tops um in my old yj you know it's it's noisier than hell you can't hear anything with the soft top on i've got a hard top i got rid of the soft top i run a bikini top in the summer and that's it i'll get rained on it doesn't matter my new yeah. jl you know i i honestly for the first time i was asking the other day do you guys run your tops on you know through the summer I honestly put my soft top on the other day because it was just ungodly hot, and it's the first time I've ever left a job, you know, in that 5 o'clock rush hour traffic. I've always worked restaurants and bars, and it's late nights and crazy times. I never had that 5 o'clock rush hour traffic drive home, and I was sitting in traffic just dying. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, yeah. I'm going to put the soft top on and run my AC. I've also never had a Jeep with air conditioning before. You know, that wasn't, you know, I had it on the YJ, but it's at my knees. It's pointless. Right. Um, so, you know, I, I actually did that, and I was like, God, I need to let these guys know I've done that. The only thing about the soft top is I would rather get the interior of the Jeep dirty with mud going four-wheeling and taking it off-road 
than the interior or that top. And I and I continue to hear that top, the heavy duty, the high end top is going to clean and be perfectly fine. But I'm like, I'd rather scrub my carpets than this top getting it covered in mud. Interesting. And that's I I I don't know because Uari's mud is just terrible in this red clay, orange looking nasty mud. I'm like. My black top's going to be covered in that. It's yeah. going to stain. Yeah, I'd rather scrub my carpets. That. Yeah, my leather seats will wipe off. My carpet, my interior will clean. You know, I I know how to scrub a carpet, but I worry about that top. That's my one issue with the soft top that I have dual, but I don't really feel like swapping it out. I'm like, no, I'd rather clean the interior of my Jeep. Right. One, so, so one you, thing. Go ahead. One, one thing that I've noticed too with the with the hard top. Especially driving you know, highway speeds and wind and stuff like that. With the, uh, I'm, it's easier for my TJ to keep up highway speeds with the hard top than it was with the soft top. That makes sense. It, it really is. So, Rick, I was actually going to ask you. Uh, you say you go uh, without a top uh, during the summer. Obviously, there's times that you get rained on. Uh, how do you handle the rain? Well, I'm, don't I stop driving. Yeah, I rode motorcycle for years before I started riding. Oh, I know bike. you'll dry. I'm talking about the inside of the Jeep. <laughs> it, well, the in, well, I've got a I've got a bikini top that, that goes you know all the way back, and, and I mean it's it's not. <laughs> I mean it's a Jeep. Do you already have the carpet <laughs> out of it? I mean that's to me that's the one of the worst things is the smell from that carpet. The carpet literally it literally takes me. I think it takes me less than five minutes to pull that carpet out. And if I do get, if it does get wet, I just pull it out. I, 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 I rinse it off, lay it out in the sun, let it dry, and, yeah. and it's fine. Cool. Sounds pretty yeah. easy. No no problems with the uh, the dash, any, any of the electronics on the dash? Um, it usually don't get, you know, um, I mean, if I'm getting, you know, if I'm just somewhere and I've got to, and I have to travel through a downpour, I mean, I'll, you know, I'll, if I need to, I'll stop and, and get some, some trash bags or something and, and cover anything up that I don't want to get wet. Mm-hmm. But I, it, so far, I haven't been caught like that to where it was just uh, it was just so bad that I was worried about all that. Mm-hmm. Usually, usually at once you get moving, most of the rain is coming over you. And, right. You know, right. There's, you get a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually yeah. got caught in the Chicago downpour one time with, you know, the top was down. The doors were off. I was like, yeah, I put the top up. The, the water I got most was coming off the tires. The rooster tails coming in yeah. the doors. So, um, so on the uh, did you? I can't remember, Rick. Did you ever look at the dash poncho? I, I, for some reason, I was thinking you were looking at that. Um, I I haven't yet. I've, I've, uh, was that something you had talked about, or I can't remember if it was you or not? No, um, no, I. I I've looked at it, but uh, I haven't. You know, I, that's that's one of the one of the things towards the bottom of my list. I got <laughs> I got more. Well, yeah, things. now of course. <laughs> you know, one one pro to the hard top versus the soft top is loading stuff in the back. The soft top is a pain in the ass to load stuff into the back of because you got to yes. unzip, flip it up. The hard top, you just open the door and pick up the glass. Yeah. Yeah, but still, what a wonderful thing to have multiple options and really, Absolutely. really quite easily switch from one thing to the next. So, 
Yeah. If I had a lot of money, uh, I would have, and I'm not sure if it was available at the time, uh, I would have got the the half-door options uh, with the Gladiator 2. Uh, it's probably unlikely that I would use it very much, but just having that paint uh, color-matched uh, half-doors with the Gladiator would have been really cool. Yeah. I wish I had half-doors. And then things are, look, for the TJs, those things oh, are insane. as much as yeah. they do for, for the JKs and JLs. Just about, they're expensive. I say if you're going to go half door, just take the whole door off. Exactly. Now, unfortunately, at work, I hate park. You know, I keep the top and doors off. I keep top down doors off. And I have actually a cover, like one of those, you know, Jeep cover that I keep in my office. So if mm-hmm. for some reason the rain starts coming when I'm at work, I'm able to just to go throw it on outside. Right. Yeah, I keep a I keep a rain cover. Rolling. Well, as I always like to say, the, uh, the 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 Zoom room conversation continues on even though the uh, the recording stops. We do this every week, every Tuesday at uh, eight p.m. Central Time. You can get here at seven thirty p.m. Central Time and join the pre-party, uh, as we call it. Uh, it's just a Zoom meeting. I think everybody and their mama that had uh, went through the pandemic has been on a Zoom meeting. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just that easy to get on with your phone, your desktop, uh, all kinds of things, tablets. Uh, it's just a, a real easy thing to do. Come in here and have a conversation and, and talk and learn and uh, ask questions. So uh, we, uh, we invite you to come and join us. And the easiest way to get that information on how to join is just go subscribe to our newsletter, jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. Scroll on down through there and you will see a bunch of different ways uh, that, you, that you can contact us uh, or reach out and be a part of the Jeep Talk Show. And that brings us to the end of another Jeep Talk Show Roundtable episode. Uh, as I was mentioning, you can be on our roundtable. We meet every Tuesday night, 7.30 p.m. Central Time. Sign up for our newsletter and get weekly reminders and, link, uh, and the link and password to connect. Everyone is welcome. Remember to subscribe to our, our Patreon page at uh, patreon.com slash jeeptalkshow to unlock exclusive perks and join our community of passionate jeepers. Of course, you can go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and uh, subscribe there as well. So until next time, keep those Jeeps running strong, hit those trails with confidence. Remember, it's not just a vehicle, it's a way of life. This has been Tony hosting the Jeep Talk Show Roundtable episode, and we'll catch you on the next ride. Again, thanks to our Colby Valve uh, sponsor for this episode of the Jeep Talk Show Roundtable. Please support the sponsors that support the show you love, the Jeep Talk Show. Visit Colby's Colby Valve site at colbyvalve.com, C-O-L-B-Y valve.com I lived many years not owning a Jeep. It was depressing. But I'm doing much better now. Broadcasting since 2010.